I'm Ethan Goring. I feel very good to be here with Ross O'Terry right now. So that's dope. That's dope. He's feeling pretty good. He's feeling pretty good. This is the first episode of Who Is with Ross O'Terry. I'm joined by JCQ. He's with me right now. And uh, Jay has some fucking things he's prepared. But first off, I just wanted to talk about the concept of the show. Just real fast. Um, Who Is with Ross O'Terry. I came up with that name myself. I'm very proud of it, might I say. Um, Because it's like kind of a double entendre. Because it's both who is with me, but it's also the name of the show, like who is yeah with Ross O'Terry. No, that's smart. That's really. Smart. I mean, come <laughs> on, come on. Genius strategy right from the get go. Like that was the first thing that we gave up. Like okay, okay. Anyways, Jay, you have some stuff you wanted to talk about. Yeah, well, hey guys, my name is Jaden, Jaden Coke. I uh, I like taking pictures of things. I like making little videos here and there, just kind of doing some stuff for fun. But um, in high school, I've known Ross for a little while now, but it's been, how long has it been, man? Like four years, closer to five? Me and Jay go way back. We used to go to school with our friend Ethan together Yeah. almost every day. I don't know, did you go to school with us or did you come back with us? I'm not sure, but I remember the day that XXSTentacion died. I was in the car with you and Ethan. Oh my God, yeah. Yeah, no. Oh yeah. I remember that. No, so me and Jay go way back. Um... Fucking Jay. Jay is just that guy. You know that thing where it's like, you're not that guy, pal. <laughs> Jay is that guy. Oh, shit. I appreciate so, that, bro. Yeah. I appreciate yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, That's yeah. a big compliment for sure. But, uh, yeah, and then um, and then, then you moved to Texas, man. Yeah. Yeah, and then, yeah, didn't didn't see you for so long. And uh, then now you're back going to the same uni as me. Yeah, we're that's going to the same man. school. It's pretty dope, yeah. Starting in-person classes, too. Like, uh-huh. that's actually hype, man. Online oh, is yeah. not really... For me no. personally, I like meeting people. I'm a people person me for too. sure. Yeah. So that's kind of been sucking, but me and people have a love hate relationship. You know, like I like meeting people, but like once I'm with them for too long, I'm like, I get the. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know, it's like I can only be on for so long. Yeah. So it's like when I'm with when I'm with people, I'm like I just shut off when I go into like I just go like chill blank mode, you know, yeah. where the jokes stop, the funny stops. Yeah. It's like who is this guy? It's like a shallow of like a shadow of it's myself. It's kind of like a social battery, right? Yeah. Like you only have so much. You can only put out so much and eventually it's just like oh man. Like it takes a lot to constantly be interacting with people. Like you do need to take time and just chill and just be by yourself for sure. 100%. I can agree with that absolutely. Word. But I love people like I love being around a lot of people I love meeting like a bunch of new people but I also do believe in quantity over quality or right. quality over quantity I believe in quantity over quality oh yeah I would rather be friends with a lot of shitty people and then just have a bunch of friends oh yeah yeah no, oh, I'm uh, just playing around I'm okay, okay. Around. I was like I was very confused I was like okay like that's interesting I'm just joking yeah no personally I like having a lot of friends that is very nice but <laughs> but I like um I like having a close circle of people around me people that i really do trust like real people 
I don't want anybody fake around me. That's something I've been going through recently. I've been, I've been burning a lot of bridges that I feel are very necessary to burn recently. And I feel like that's really important to do because I made probably a couple like hundred friends in high school, man. And a lot of them are very cool, but I had a lot of people in my circle that they shouldn't have been in there in the first place. And now that I'm out of that, I can really focus on myself more and I can focus on the people that genuinely care about me, right? 100%. So yeah, it's very important. It's, it's good to have a balance of having a lot of people in your life, but you want to make sure there's a select amount of people that get to know like exactly how you are yeah, yeah exactly i describe my my it's like it's almost like rings right you ever see um the bossing say episode of avatar the last airbender i haven't actually so like the city is made up of different rings right so like in the inner ring is like where the like the royalty stay and for me that's like my super close friends who like know know me who yeah. like know the next thing i'm gonna say type thing you know yeah and like i feel comfortable talking about like my emotions with them if anything's going on in my head stuff like that that's like the first ring then there's the second ring where it's like the, they're not secondary friends but they're like people i'm still very cool with you know and they're like people that I think are really cool people who I want to hang around. They just don't aren't in that first ring where they see everything. Yeah. You know? And then I have like the third ring, which is like which is like your fair weather friends. It's like people who are like, uh, you know, we go out sometimes. We don't we aren't really close at all, but like I see them whenever I go out, you know, I can hang out with them, have fun with them. Yeah. And then there's that like the outside of the ring, that's like the people like the acquaintances, the here and there. You know what yeah. I'm saying? That's how I like to describe it. So it's like definitely keeping that inner ring as tight as possible keeping the realest people in there that's the most important thing i really like that ring analogy like i I, in my head i'm just visualizing exactly that and as you're telling me this i'm putting my people in those categories right yeah that's a really good analogy like that Jaden, unfortunately, you are in the fifth ring, which <laughs> this is just people who I cannot stand. <laughs> just far out there. Just, yes. Uh, those are your next uh, hit list victims. Mm-hmm. That, no, it's actually my list of next murder victims. <laughs> so you will be seeing me tonight later. Maybe not yeah. because you'll be asleep. Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, the the yeah. last thing I see is just Russ's cute-ass face the, right above mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. The last thing you see will just be me strangling you. <laughs> Just my hands around your neck. Sure, bro. I can't wait. Well, I'll I'll make sure to uh, really, really enjoy this last podcast. <laughs> no. Enjoy these last few moments. Yeah. Enjoy the next 45 minutes. Yeah. No. Um, That's funny. Anyways. Okay. We have a guest coming on. This next guest is a really dope producer, composer. He's a good friend of mine. Ladies and gentlemen, Ethan Goring. Ethan Gorn, you are a producer, yes, composer, extraordinaire. Tell me about yourself a little bit, Ethan. Welcome to the podcast. All right, well, thank you again for having me. I know I said that before, but again... It's all right. It's going to be cut out. Yeah, <laughs> fair don't, enough, fair don't enough. Don't worry about it. Well, anyways, so to answer your question right there, uh, as you stated, Ray, I'm a, I'm a producer out here in Calgary, so I'm doing a little bit of work at a studio called Luma Studios, where we're working on musical like compositions and sample packs and so, stuff like that, right? So, so basically, I'm an orchestral producer, so right now I'm trying to aim for film, TV, video game kind of placements, right? So I can get, well, my music placed in video games and just like what I listed, right? So that's just a little, little bit about me right there. Words, son. That's pretty dope, man. So you make stuff for, so you talked, said you make sample packs. Yeah, so that's, that's, that's one of the projects I'm working on right now. 
Uh, so one of the, one of those projects that I'm working on is a sample pack, like I just said, right? So what I'm doing is I'm trying to and make like a, a sample pack. That's like I can go download that off the internet if I'm a producer. Um, I can go yeah. to like your website and I can download like a bunch of samples and I and you get paid for that. Yeah. So basically, what happens is uh, it's a little pack of the, what I'm working on is about 600, 700 sounds. Seven hundred. Yeah. Hell. So it's all me- it consists of melodies, you know, drum sounds, one shots, you know. And I'm, my target audience would mainly be, you know, other producers, you know, so they can have sounds for their their beats, their types of music that they're making, right? Does that that kind of make sense? So no, hundred percent. So yeah, so that's one just one of the projects I'm working on. Like I said too, um, my main focus though is orchestrals. So my my goal right in this whole industry and everything right is to get placements within movies. That's that's kind of my main that's your my vision. main goal. That's yeah, exactly. That's my vision. You. Exactly. That's dope, man. So tell tell me about like how you got started. I knew you, we knew each other kind of well, not so much um, around high school. Around middle school, definitely. Middle school, though. middle school for sure. And now I see you out here making beats and you're actually like, you're really starting to come up here in the city. How did you get started? How was that like a passion? Was it like, did you listen to a lot of music as a kid that influenced your style today? What was the start for you? You know, so that's actually a kind of a funny, this is kind of a funny story, right? So... When I was younger, right, I kind of had a strong interest in classical music. Not a lot of people know that, right? But I had a really strong in- interest classical in classical music. music. Yes, yeah, so like Mozart, that kind of stuff, right? Damn. So that from there, I uh, never took piano lessons or anything. But so I ended up teaching myself how to play instruments. And I was in the the middle school band too. This was right? around so, how old were you? Oh, probably like 13, 14. That's when I started getting like into not music production, but into just playing instruments. If that makes sense, right? So. Oh. So from there, I just started learning more. I progressively kept getting better and kept improving with my skills within music. And I'm here where I am today and can keep keep going further, right? So I'm just hoping from there, right? So you started out making music in middle school. You were a big classical music fan. Yes. Was it who showed you classical music? Was it was more your, so my family, right? So my, my family was all about that. My, my family was really big in the church, and some of the church music was really like some classical music, but with like with uh, choirs and stuff like that, right? And uh, so yeah, as you, I, I don't know if you know this or not, but a lot of like these church songs too, like the, the traditional kind of church the songs, hymns, and yeah, the, they're yeah, like chorales, yeah, yeah. those kind of yeah. things. Exactly, exactly. So that's kind of where I had a, a strong interest was from there at a young age, right? So I wanted to kind of learn how to do that and how to play these and I always had a passion at this stuff from such a young age right so so you mentioned the church I know your family has like an interesting relationship with the church would you mind talking about that for a little bit yeah for sure so um basically I I'm in a new apostolic church so that's like it runs by a a group of apostles and stuff like that right so that's Mm -hmm. what it it's not I don't, I don't really know how to explain this too well because I haven't been for like five, six years now, right? So I, I grew up around there. I was really young, right? But the, the thing that really liked me and drove me to like going to church was basically the music, if that makes sense, right? So, and everything was kind of was kind of going good and then some stuff happened, right? And kind of took me away from the church and Would took my mind? family away from the church. Would you it, mind expanding on that a little bit? What yeah, so it, it was mainly just, you know, the... How the people were treating my family kind of a little oh. pretty poorly, right? So, mm. yeah, so it's simple as that. <laughs> yeah, no. You saw a lot of hypocrisy in church. Yeah. yeah, so my family was really helping out a lot, right? And the people were kind of, even I could see this at a young age, people were kind of trying to use them, like my parents, my family, right? They were, they were kind of using them to do certain things, right? And I, I could clearly see this, right? We weren't getting treated fairly compared to everyone else. As a else. babe. 
<laughs> the eyes of a babe you could see. Yeah, straight up, straight the up. Serpents in the grass. Exactly. Couldn't have said any better. <laughs> Man, that's but, incredible. But yeah, so basically, um, my family kind of started going back very recently. I, I haven't really gone, but my my dad definitely has, and it's it's changed a lot from then. You know, it's for the better, obviously, but right. yeah, I haven't been there for years, so I can't really say much on how it is, <laughs> if that oh, makes sense. You mentioned it was a new apop, apop. Apolistic church, new apolistic. Apolistic, yes. I, I even said that wrong. I even I said I even word. said that wrong. Man, but like, what is the difference? What makes that denomination of that's Christianity? Yes, it is. What what separates that denomination from all the others? Based that's, on your knowledge, you know, that's actually a really good question, and I do not have the answer to that. No. <laughs> if I'm going to be completely honest to you, because probably one of our listeners does. Hey, if you are new apol, I'm sorry, I can't say the word. New apolistic church. New apolistic. Ap- I can't even say apostolic. New, New apostolic church. New apostolic. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, straight up. If you are new apostolic, yes. please write into the show because I'm fascinated with this idea because, you know, I went to a, you could call it a Baptist church. It was a Nigerian mm. church. Yeah. And I, like you said, with the hypocrisy, the snakes in the grass, as a babe, I saw that as well. Yeah. You know? So when you talk about your family being used, a very similar situation happened with mine mm. where it's like, you know, you put your time and energy into this thing and people, it's like, it's like, for example, if I left my fridge open, like if I left my fridge open and yeah. you just took a sandwich, I think that's a J. Cole bar. <laughs> but it's like if I give you if I give you a bite of my sandwich and you ate the whole thing, it's like I offer up my services, and I assume that's what happened to your family. Yeah, ba- basically, yeah. Like, like when I say getting used, I don't mean in kind of a like I, I'm not sure how to quite explain it, right? Because it was just we were getting treated differently. I was so young, so I can't really put things into words of what I was seeing. You know, it's it's looking back that far, right? It's like damn <laughs> you know but it was it was kind of rough though right and i could see my parents my family was super stressed they kind of just took it easy and started going back like 10 years later which is now but you know so yeah it's, it's it was it was definitely brutal it was definitely rough for that little bit when when all that stuff was going on within the church right so right yeah so what role has religion played like in your life <clears throat> you know that's that's one thing actually that i i like talking about a little bit because as, even though I've gone to a church and I went to church as a, as a young kid, I was only really intrigued in the in the musical part of everything. So that's what led you to becoming a producer. That yeah, yeah, the, ch- the, church. the church. Yes, yes, of course. So we've known each other, like I mentioned earlier, for a little bit, and a lot of people used to call you E Boy. Yes, yes. Can you talk a little bit? So people who are listening to this now probably know you as E Boy. But that's not your name, is it? No. So as you heard from the beginning, right? My name is Ethan, Ethan Goring. You know, I'm, my stage name is technically Goring Beats now, right? So, but when I was growing up, I was growing up in a, a city called Chesmere, right? So this is a small rural town in Alberta. Yes, exactly, exactly. Canada. And uh, so everyone kind of knew everyone, right? And I kind of picked up the name E-Boy when one of my friends came over in, uh, I think it was early uh, elementary school. And one of my friends came over and I heard my parents actually call me, call me E-Boy as a nickname. And then he said that at school, right? And then everyone kind of started calling me it as a joke. And then it kind of just stuck from there, right? So it's kind of and a little became, funny story, right? Yeah, exactly. replaced your name. <laughs> basically, basically. But you choose, you're choosing to drop that now. What, what was the decision behind that? Well, basically, you know, as I get older, I don't, I don't think anybody would really want to be called E-Boy as, no. <laughs> at our age now, right? So maybe as a kid, yeah, that, that's one thing. But... As, as an adult now, right, like, it's kind of, 
it just doesn't sound right if that makes sense mm-hmm. it makes it as if people can't take you seriously enough if that makes sense so have you felt that you've been treated as a joke Oh, definitely. Definitely my past, yes, I have. 100%. Any moments that stand out to you where it was like, that boy treated me like a joke. Like, I'm not serious. Plenty. There's, <laughs> there's, there's a good amount. There's a good amount. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not really sure if I can name them because it just kind of, it happens so much that it just became kind of na- normal. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing I'm really embarrassed to myself about my past, right? Is I, I kind of just let people treat me as a pushover, if that makes sense. I was, I was kind of just there. You know, people, I was, I was like the, how can, how can I explain this? Like the class clown, but not really the class clown. I was just trying to fit in a little bit, right? Does that kind of make sense? Would so, you define it as like being a people pleaser? Yes, actually. I, I definitely, definitely was. And that's the, that's one thing I'm kind of ashamed of myself for that. But hey, there's, you know, like I said earlier too, you know, there's, there's no point dwelling on the past. You know, all I can do is just look straight forward into the future, right? So all I can, all you can do from this point on is grow. There's no point dwelling on anything from there, right? So, Would you still describe yourself as a people pleaser? You know, it, it depends. It depends. If it comes content-wise, then obviously, because you need to be a likable person. You need people to be intrigued in your work. You need people to be intrigued in your in your videos, right? But if you're just doing it just for the hell of it, then no, I wouldn't say I am anymore. <laughs> no. no. That's good. I'm, I'm happy to hear that, man. I know back in the day, uh, people people would like push you around like you were ragdoll. So yeah, 100%, 100%. Seeing you standing here on your own two feet, that's dope as hell. That's dope. No, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, man. So, Goring Beats. You also produced the intro. I don't know if people know this. You produced the intro to this podcast right here. Yeah, I did. Yes, I did. So, tell me about that beat right now. People have heard the intro. Tell me the formulation, how that came about. All right. So, I was actually... uh I was at my house, you know, I was trying to make, I heard this one song, what was it, I don't remember exactly what it was actually, but it was like a mimic of like a 90s, 80s kind of right. rap, right, right, yeah. and I, I really liked that beat, like oh, how the beat Beastie sound, Boys? yeah, Beastie Boys, that's what yeah. it was, that's what it was, and I just really liked that kind of style, so I wanted to, and I know not a lot of people are doing that boom bap kind of style now anymore, right, so I kind of wanted to try, just try something new, and it ended up sounding pretty damn nice, I think in my opinion, right, so... Yeah, that's that's basically that story. I had a whole bunch of different sounds. It was a really big project, actually. So it was probably one of my greater projects, too. Hey, so I, I spent what was it like probably about eight hours, seven hours on that track. Just working on that. Track. Yeah, because I was trying to get something new. Obviously, there was I deleted I deleted so many things from there, too. There's a lot of things that I I cut out. You know, normally I don't spend that long on on like rap beats. But I kind of wanted to make it sound good, and I just want to play around with different sounds, if that makes sense, right? So, so yeah, I was just kind of playing around with things and turned out like that. Would you say that's your favorite beat you've ever made, rap beat? I'd say it's definitely one of them. Definitely in my top three. <laughs> definitely in my top three. There's a lot of, um, a lot of uh, errors that can happen when you're making music. A lot of technical issues. We had a couple technical issues trying to get this show started yeah 100 percent. even if, even if, if you hear the mic uh, for the viewers right if you hear the mic cut out a couple times just it's just because the the mic's just being yeah, funny <laughs> yeah no we having a couple technical issues um in your past you've been frustrated by issues before while making your music could you maybe elaborate on that a little bit more you've been like frustrated while you're trying to make a beat something isn't going how it's supposed to oh yeah 100%. are there any like moments that you can recall Oh, yes, I, I actually can. I actually can. So um, basically, what happened to me for about, I think it was uh, in about May, June of 2021, I just had the worst, what they call beat block, where you just can't think of what to make. You just sit there looking at an empty project. So it's like and it was like that block. for about eight, wow. like six months. Yeah. I just wasn't doing anything. I was, I was making sales, and then 
I just couldn't make content, which dropped everything, and then it, I lost motivation. A whole bunch of stuff started happening, right? I I started smoking, I started drinking stuff. It, it wasn't going good, right? So as stupid as that sounds, you know, starting from music, it was really stressing me out that that wasn't happening, that that was happening, right? Just one 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 roadblock that I've had, you know. So yeah, it was it was kind of difficult when that was happening. However. I've got back on my on my workflow. I've got back on on everything else now. So, like I said, I can just moving forward. Word, no doubt about it, son. So you get like beat block, like writer's block. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. But for making beats. <laughs> so, Ethan. Yes. Currently, you're working in what was the name of the studios? Luma Studios. Luma Studios. Yes. You mentioned the packs. I understand y'all also have a. Can you talk about? Anything else that you're doing over there? A podcast? Yeah, so basically at Luma content. Studios, they have a... They're kind of an... Uh, how do I explain it? They're like a, a digital kind of company that that has a whole bunch of different services around podcasting, you know, photo editing, photo shooting, all, all this kind of stuff, modeling, right? So there's there's a, a long list of things that we do there, you know, and it just so happens that I work in the kind of music part of it of everything there, so... Yeah, so I, they gave me a nice opportunity to get a studio there. So now I have a nice place to work. You know, I'm working on uh, sample packs and stuff like that for them. Like I said, it's that big project that I'm working on. And at the same time, you know, uh, we're building a, a musical library under the orchestral kind of music, right, for uh, for the studio. So it's, it's kind of like an orchestral library that I'm also working on. So, yeah, so that people who are interested in videos and stuff like that, they can have music at their disposal to to search through and kind of look at, see what works, see what doesn't, and then we can choose from there, right? If they want custom tracks, then we can make custom track, or I can make custom tracks for them, right? So, yeah, that's that's kind of a little bit what what I'm doing there, how it kind of is. So yeah, is there like a website people can go to, an Instagram that we could check out? Yeah, there there's a there's a website. There's also a uh, just Luma Studios. Just search Luma that Studios, up. Calgary it'll, it'll or just yeah, Luma just Studios. Luma Studio Calgary. That'll it'll all come up. Right. If you're interested in one of those services for any of the viewers, you know, definitely give it a check. Check it out, right? So yeah, inspirations, musically. Mm-hmm. You've mentioned church. Any other classical music? Those are the big two for you. Yeah, classical, definitely church classical music. And classical music today. I, I wouldn't say church music as much. I'd say more so. I got the the classical music obsession more so from the church, mm-hmm. which uh, which led to how it is right now, right? So it started off with I don't really like church music, like chorales stuff like that. I don't I don't really enjoy playing them too much, but I that's kind of where the where it all started, if that makes sense. So yeah, my motivation though was it, it was definitely like I said before, it was definitely out there. It was it was not working good. For your inspirations today, where do they come from? It's a good question. Honestly, that's that's a really good question, Raz. I I don't know. <laughs> as, as much as as I, I Yourself, actually don't know. maybe I just maybe it's just I like doing this. That's that's what it is. I just Passion. enjoy doing it, you know, being in control of what I want to do, what I want to make, how I want to sell it. You know, it's basically business. That's that's what it is and that's that's ma- mainly where I'm you could say I'm getting my inspiration right so just Having the the goal out there to just do everything on my own under my control, if that makes sense. That that's kind of what I where I'm getting my motivation kind of from. So inspiration. So you work better not with uh, direction, like direct direction. You work better where it's like you're in control. Yes, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. That's exactly it. So yeah, basically. Like, like I said, I don't want to really repeat myself too much, right? Might sound start to sound a little bit repetitive, but. It's mainly, yeah, like you said, um, I, I just want to get everything just on my own. 
You know, not not I I'd like to have a team eventually of all this kind of stuff, but when it comes to the the projects what I'm working on, I, I like to have nice just full control over everything that I'm doing. Have my time all on me, everything like that all on me. If that makes sense. I don't want to have to like rely on too many on like other people to have stuff done for me. I, I just want to have control over it. E, you got some new music for us. You wanna you wanna play a little bit for us from uh from your website, which is uh it's a www.goringbeats.com. So goringbeats.com. Viewers are interested in looking at that. You can look at that too. So any 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 rappers out there, Ethan got the goods. If you're into short films, he does composing for that as well. Um, he's about to play a track for us right now. And what is this one called? This one is called Love Story. It's a, it's one I made a couple of months ago, but I've done a couple changes to it and re-released it to my website. So I'll play that right now and have a everyone can have a listen to it. This is Love Story by Goring Beats, the piano. So this would play in like a like a film or something like that, you know, a trailer. Yeah, you know, something like that, right? Right. Yeah. This kind of reminds me like the YouTube, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> the U- <laughs> like the when it's like a really dramatic moment. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of what I was aiming for. I was aiming for, hence the name Love Story, right? Something kind of emotional with a kind of a, a hit to it, if that makes sense. Right. The name definitely matches the song. I can see that it was like a cinematic movie trailer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can just... This is definitely cinematic, son. I like the sweep, how it's sweeping. Like it's a broom. Yeah, so this part right here, it's more of a quiet part, you know, quiet setting, you know, kind of like a build-up in a way, you can think of it for orchestrals. Yeah, Right. okay, I see. So... That's fascinating. Thank you. I like this. I like this a lot. And this is a great example of what you can do orchestrally. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, of course. Um, do you want to play something else? Maybe like one of your hip-hop tracks? Because yeah, you sure, have a sure. couple really good ones. Yes, I do. Yeah, those are dope. I like those. Yeah, right, Jay? Those are actually so fire. Here, I will put it on in just a quick second. Just need to find one. Let's go. Sorry, I'm just looking for one right now. <laughs> For to play this right here. This one, this is my most recent one that I made. Have you posted this one on your Instagram yet? Uh, yes, I have. Okay, and they can follow you, they can find that Instagram. Yes, at Goring Beats. You know, if, if you're not following me and you're hearing this, you know, go check me out. No, this is cold. This is cold. Yeah, I made all these, all my most recent beats too are not sampled either, you know, it's all from scratch too. Just want to put that out there. <laughs> Do you sample a lot? I noticed you don't really sample a lot. I used to sample a lot. Almost every beat I used to make about a year ago was all sampled, if I'm going to be honest with you. Right. But, yeah, now I, I don't really, I sample here and there. If I, if I kind of want to change things around, right, if that makes sense. So, if, if I want to kind of come up with something new, kind of just play around with things and I'll, I'll sample you know obviously I, you can do that too with making your own melodies and such right but it's just it's more fun when you make it on your own 100% on your own right so 
You know who I can kind of picture on this track? I can picture uh, Northside Benji on this track. I you can think? see that, yeah. I don't really know who Northside Benji is, but I believe you. Yeah, I'll, I'll play one more, too. I want to play one more if you don't mind. Go for it, yo. I'll play the... It's like a Cardi kind of beat. It was one of my most recent ones. All right, so this is going to be your Cardi type beat. Yes. Do you put them on YouTube as like type beats too? Uh, I put a couple of them up there. It's also Goring Beats on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, I used to um, I used to make music. Well, I would I would make music and I would just look up type beats. Mm. And then I'd YouTube to MP3 it and then I'd record <laughs> it. And then I would just like keep it in my computer. But, I see, yeah. I used yeah. to sometimes too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just make songs, you know. That's fun. Here we go. I'm going to play this one. This is the Cardi type beat. I can see this already. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just the whack. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, something like that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a 2017, 2016 kind of wow. party, right? Dude, get me in the studio. Pardon? Get me oh, in the yeah. studio, and I would, I would, I would mess this up. <laughs> Every one day we'll see that, bro. Yeah. yeah. No, I gotta pay him for his beat, though. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. Does that annoy you when people are like, "Yo, I'd rap crazy over this one"? Nah, that. You, you, I know what you're referencing too. <laughs> I know exactly what you're referencing too. Just more so a joke. You know, well, obviously, you know, like. I want you to buy my buy my music, right? Because I, I need to make money somehow. <laughs> yeah. You but, gotta make money. You gotta like, you gotta make money in order to keep doing this stuff. Right? Oh, 100 percent, 100 percent. If I don't want money coming in, then I can't really do this full time, right? Yeah, exactly. Here, I'll play. I'm gonna play one more, and then we'll call it done for that. All right, this is the last track you want to play for us. Yeah, it's more so a lo-fi kind of a laid-back, you know, water in the background and that Word. kind of stuff, yeah, right? Yeah, so. Yeah. Here we this go. is your lo-fi, lo-fi beat. These are all Goring beats. You can check these out at goringbeats.com. Um, you can also go to his Instagram at goringbeats. Oh, oh, that sounds nice. Oh, oh, oh. Now this is really dope, son. Yeah, this one's more so. Uh, this one's called Chillin' Rain on. Uh, my website right here so you know as you can hear it's more so you know that laid back you know background kind of maybe cook for cooking or something like that for a youtube channel yeah you know something like that right so. i could like use this in the background for, like studying too for sure yeah 100 percent. and this is dope this is like a radio show yeah, yeah. <laughs> ro ross radio <laughs> <laughs> that works good you should yeah <laughs> You know, I lied. I'm gonna play one more. Okay. We'll play it. It's, it's more so for advertisement, this one. It's, um. Any advertisers out there? Yeah, check this, this out. This one, yeah, like I said, it's more so for advertisements. That's what I'm aiming for for this one. So, like, a, you know, like an Apple ad, like shot on iPhone, yeah. <laughs> you know, one of those right. kind of things. So. This is validation, too? Yes. For all you advertisers. You know, yeah. like, and then at the end, he's like shot on iPhone. You know, you know, one of those yeah. kind of things, right? We're gonna hear this in an ad in a couple of years. <laughs> yeah, probably. Oh, no, I'm hoping, I'm hoping. It's iPhone 19. Yeah. yeah. 
Kind of sounds like Africa. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm picturing like um, I'm picturing kind of like an adventure sort of advertisement, like yeah. an NBC kind of thing. Something that like has backpacks. a lot going on, right? Yeah, a yeah, lot of like traveling. That, yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Exactly. I see that. Yeah, that's kind of what my I was aiming for too, right? That's dope. Yeah, I picked up on that instantly, man. Yeah, I'm gonna pause this one right here and. Yeah, Dude, so those were dope. That like, was pretty dope. So you just previewed five. Was that five tracks? Like, was, was that five or was that four? Four. four? I think that, I think that was four. Yeah, yeah, I think that was four. I, I never made it past the second grade. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, the four tracks were actually so dope. And again, I'm gonna hammer this home. If you for any of your production needs, if for your composing needs, go to GoringBeats.com. Is that right? Yes, that is GoringBeats.com. We are not sponsored, however. Ethan is a good friend of mine, and he's an incredible producer, composer, and if and I know a lot of people who make short films, so any of y'all need some music for your films, Ethan can hook you up. Alright, Ethan, we've talked at length about your music, we've talked at length about where your musicality comes from, now I want to talk about you as a person. When you're not making beats... When you're not working, what are you doing? Shit, man. I don't, <laughs> it's a good question again. You're, you're shooting me with some good questions right here. It's simple, but, you know, I, a lot of the time, you know, as a producer, right, I don't want to say you don't have time doing anything else because that would be a lie. But on the times I'm just like my downtime, I'm more so just chilling, if, if that makes sense. I'm just kind of doing whatever watching videos watching like youtube or something like that right and then the majority of the time though I'm, I'm making music you know right. i'm also actually another thing though i'm making a clothing line and that's one of the things that i've been really working on I've kind of been i haven't been pushing music aside but i've taken a not a break either i've just been reducing how much i've been working on my music and more so been focusing on my clothing line so that's gonna be btz uh lab so that's basically just btz lab that's my clothing line that i'm is coming this, out with pretty is this soon the here, debut so. are you announcing it on the show right now your new clothing line 100 that's, that's exactly <laughs> that's exactly what i'm doing right there man so what type of clothes are we talking like streetwear like yeah like streetwear i'm gonna be having a somebody doing a like custom designs and stuff like that so i have that and everything the main thing about this clothing line is everything is going to be embroidered so it's not going to be heat pressed down. It's not going to no be... No screen prints. Yeah, it's not going to be nothing like that, right? It's going to be just embroidered, just stitching. And we're going to have quality. custom... Exactly. That's quality is the number one most important thing that I'm seeing in this in this clothing line that I'm, I'm bringing up now. So, yeah, the quality is definitely the number one most important thing. And that starts with embroiderment, in my opinion, I think. I think the best quality clothes are always embroidered. So... 100%, man. Damn, we got the new Kanye West. We have the white... White Kanye <laughs> with the music and the clothes on the show. That's incredible, man. So you said you watch YouTube. Are you a uh, YouTube or Netflix person? You know, I haven't watched a movie on Netflix. Any, I haven't watched a movie for like eight months now. I'm not even really? lying when I say that. Believe me or not. But I have not watched a movie, a TV series, anything like that for a long ass time, man. I'm telling you. I don't, I don't know. I, I just don't have a an interest in that anymore. I used to when I was in school when I was doing this, but now that I'm kind of working on my career wise and career wise with everything, right? I just don't see it being productive. I mean, I know I, that sounds kind of hypocritical too, with because I'm saying I'm watching YouTube. I could easily watch a show. Just I don't find amusement in watching like movies and such anymore, if that makes sense. So, is this it then? Is the music? Is this what you want to do? Is this the vision for you? Yeah, I definitely, one hundred percent. The thing is, the nice thing about having the music 
I can interwine it with my clothing line too, with my company that I'm going to be making, that I'm in the process of making actually, by uh, adding my own music for advertisements. And I can do all that stuff so I don't have to worry about anything like that. Everything can be custom for that kind of aspect of everything, right? So this another thing I can look forward to in the future for both things, right? So. 100% man so this company is going to be focused on like what you're doing at uh what was the name of the studio again Luma Luma Studios Luma Studio it's going to be like that but your own you're in charge type of thing yeah exactly and I'm, I'm still hopefully I can I'm still going to be working with with them on, on stuff like that too you know I'm, ho- I'm really hoping that everything and will hopefully go well with, with us that. too at TVV oh, 100% 100% yeah. I can see everything going going nice and smoothly with all this right so yeah I'm, I have high hopes for everything <laughs> high hopes High hopes. Well, Ethan, this has been incredible. I'm so happy that you were able to come on the pod. I think this has been really awesome. Honestly, truly. No, honestly, thank you for having me. I, re- I really, I really appreciate you having me on here. Right? Of course, so. man. I couldn't have. I don't think I could have had anyone else on as my first guest. I hit you up kind of last minute, and you were 100 down. No, and thank you. I, I appreciate that. I was, I was really looking forward to this. I was really eager. I've never been on a podcast before. Never done is, anything like this. How, this is very new to me, right? How good did he do? How you did it really well. For your first ever podcast. Truly and honestly, you did really well. Anyways, this has been Ethan Goring with Ross O'Terry. All right, Jay, I understand you have some questions for me. I'm, I'm a bit nervous. <laughs> I'm a bit anxious, to be honest with you. I don't know what you're about to ask, if it's... Can be revealing. However, nothing too uh, crazy. Maybe like a little bit personal, but nothing crazy. Okay. Interesting right. things to talk about, I'd right. say. Just got some stuff jotted down on my notes. All right. Okay. But uh, based off of the fact that you moved uh, from here, here in uh-huh. Chestermere, mm-hmm. out to Texas, the first question I want to ask is... I swear to God, if you ask me how is Texas... I don't want to ask you how is Texas. Okay, okay. Like, not exactly how it is. Okay. But... Uh, I want to know some. what are some key differences that you've noticed between here and Texas? Because we live in Alberta, right? Like, it's uh-huh. very yeehaw, cowboy kind of bullshit going on here. And then you go to Texas in the States and yeehaw, cowboy bullshit on, like, Let another me, level, right? Oh, man. Yeah. It's like, if this is yeehaw, cowboy, Texas is like... I'm in the old west <laughs> with, both, with both my uh, attitude towards guns, the law... And like opinions towards like minorities and women, like 1800s. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I'm just kidding. Texas is dope. If I want to describe the yeehaw, it's kind of crazy because people really talk like this. <laughs> and it's like the first time you hear this when they're talking like this, you're like, that cannot be real. Yeah, that, he's I making do not, this up right now. I do not believe you're actually. It's like it's like <laughs> when you hear in a British accent, it's like, that doesn't sound real. <laughs> you're not really talking like that. That's pretty good at that. But it's like when I'm talking in like a Texas accent, it's like, yes, sir, we don't do that. Boo, boo, like, <laughs> It's a crazy thing once you hear. And like, my, I remember one of my my history teachers one of my history teachers both looked and sounded like George W. Bush <laughs> who if you don't know is from Texas what? oh I actually didn't know he's from Texas yeah that's funny yeah George, so he literally was like alright kids today we're gonna learn about the United States <laughs> And it was like, it was so wild because he sounds just like George W. Bush. And he'd be talking about like world history and like U.S. history. And he, and I would be like, are we about to invade Iraq? Yeah. Like, like is yeah, this? colonialism. Let's yeah. fucking go, man. Yeah, literally. Got so that. I don't know. That was like the big 
thing. The I don't know. And now you know the weird part is I hear Canadian the Canadian accent. Oh really? Yeah. Oh shit. And Jay, you might get some comments of people talking about you have a Canadian accent. Damn. But I didn't hear it before. You too, Ethan. You think? Ethan Whoa, has I've, a Canadian accent. Our guest, Ethan, also has a Canadian accent. I know, but once you move and you hear the t- like another person's accent, you hear your hometown's accent too, which is the craziest thing. But anyway, I'll leave it at that. Oh shit! Yeah. Damn. Yeah. That's very interesting. Anyway, what's your next question? Next question. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this one's like a little bit more personal. Okay. But um, who would you say is like your hero? Who who do you look up to? Like who who really like pushes you to? Be a better yourself. Uh, this is really funny because I have a lot of heroes. That's good. And I have to. I had to put them in a notes app because there's different heroes for different things. So yeah, I know. I agree, hundred percent. I have like I have like my business heroes. I have like my like just being a person heroes, and then I have like my specific comedy heroes. Okay. So I'm a big big fan of comedy, and I write stand up, stand up comedy. So I'm a big fan of like when I'm writing, I'm a big fan of Bill Burr. I'm Bill, a huge. You know, Bill Burr is good. Bill I'm Burr a is really huge good. Bill Burr fan. Mel Brooks, when I'm writing like, like um stories, like narrative stories. Yeah. I'm like, what would Mel Brooks do here? Okay, you that's know? interesting. I'm a big Mel Brooks fan. I love Blazing Saddles. Um, business and like life heroes, they kind of overlap, but like Kanye is probably like my biggest like inspirational like you know i can do whatever i put my mind to to yeah hero will smith is huge for me love that guy i love will smith i always loved him as a kid i used to i first got braids because of jaden smith and the karate kid oh hell yeah yeah i I was named after him actually jaden smith yeah that's where i got my name from are you serious (laughs) (laughs) i did not know that yeah it's pretty funny my mom told me that like a year ago and i was like what the fuck okay i'm a karate kid (laughs) you're the karate (laughs) kid exactly man oh and um this new hero of mine is literally like what i'm trying to focus on right now his name is byron allen he was in the news a couple weeks ago because he was about to buy an NFL team. But just the way he got, like, his money and how he came up, he's become one of, like, my business type of heroes. I definitely want to emulate, like, what he did Um, because he showed it was possible for, like, black men to be on the ownership side of entertainment, you know? Yeah, and they're not the entertainers. They are the owners, right? Exactly. And if you look at black history, a lot of black history is of us being entertainers. Exactly. Entertainer for the white folk. Exactly. (laughs) Like, that's that's a huge part of it. 100%. So, yeah, those are my heroes. That's very interesting. I think the last one is the most interesting for me. I'm not uh, super knowing about who that is, but that's very interesting because, especially based off of your racial heritage, for sure. Uh Uh-huh. That's very interesting. I'm actually albino. (laughs) <laughs> Just yeah. wait till you see this guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, okay, do you have another question for me? I do have one more question, actually. So this one, uh, this one, I wanted to talk about this because it's very relevant in my life, and I've been having a lot of conversations uh, with a lot of people about this in the past couple of months. Uh, what's what's the most important thing that you could take out of one of your relationships? Like, what's something that you got out of it, and that you will still always keep doing, or you will keep thinking about? It could be good, it could be bad, it could be anything. Like with women? Yeah. Oh, okay. Like like a... romantic relationships. Okay, okay. This is a tough one for me. Um, yeah. I don't really talk... Okay, no. Um, one thing I could take out of my relationships, I guess, would be... I don't know, I guess... I guess to like... 
to look to believe people when they tell you who they are. You know, there were times where I wanted to be like, no, you're better than that. You're, you're that's not who you are. But then they've proven me wrong. Yeah. So it's like maybe to be less gracious so I don't get taken advantage of. I agree, actually, because yeah. I was about to ask if you wanted to hear about like mine. And I 100% agree, man. Like, yeah, no, Jay, tell me about yours. It's very, uh, it's, it's very interesting, cause especially long-term relationships, which I've only experienced. I haven't really experienced any short-term relationships. That people, people tend to get very comfortable in relationships, and they almost get too comfortable. I'd say the first six months of a relationship are usually the best part of a relationship. And then it, it, it tends, not all the time, obviously, but it sometimes kind of dips down a little bit and it's not as good because I believe people get a little bit too comfortable in what they say and what they do because after you're with someone for so long you no longer have to like impress them you don't have to like chase them anymore like you feel solid so you can go from being like at the top and like really really spitting game like really like (laughs) really trying to like get this person right and then you have them already and then you kind of dip down and now you're doing like the minimum to just like keep them around right and i am guilty of that too like i've definitely done that and i'm not proud of it but it's it's kind of natural like it happens quite a lot and i feel like i i got it from the other side a lot worse from right. my girlfriend yeah. and it started it felt like felt a little like disrespectful you know and it was just kind of stuff like that so it's really important to keep yourself grounded and like your values and everything like you make sure that's not being overruled by the person that you are with because i have experienced that for sure so you have to make sure you don't get like pushed over you really still have to stand your ground because if you're with somebody that stand your ground yeah i think that's perfect stand your ground you really should stand your ground and you should i don't believe you should ever change for somebody but i believe that you should be able to grow with somebody yeah. So you shouldn't change, but you should grow. And that's how it's good relationships. You guys will both grow together as individuals, not necessarily as a collective. Both you guys can kind of like go off of each other and grow as individuals still while being together and making the best parts of each other's each other come out, not having to change your ways for somebody, which I right. unfortunately did. Right. And it's hard to like get out of that because you can really get trapped in that shit. Yeah. I like how we're both 20 talking about like we're marriage counselors. Yeah, right. (laughs) I'm sorry. I have to make a joke because this is like a serious, whenever it goes to like a serious topic, I just think comedy. I have to, it's like a, it's like a reflex. Yeah, no, I do that too. Absolutely. That's how I kind of deflect like uh, tense, not fun conversations to have. Definitely. I look to comedy for sure. That's the worst part. You're in a fight with somebody and then you're making jokes and then stop making me laugh. Yeah, Yeah. it's so bad. I, I, I did that. I did that with. Uh, my ex-girlfriend as well like we'd have heated and for some reason my brain would be like oh, that's kind of funny man <laughs> i yeah. just make a little joke and then she's all like pissed off and i, I feel bad but um comedy is kind of how i deal with things exactly i deal with things through humor right that's kind of like an escape for me word which me i feel too. like a lot of people can relate to okay i think that's the show solid i think that was the first episode of who is with ross o'terry I want to give a big thank you to Jay, CQ, and Ethan Goring, Goring Beats. Definitely go check those guys out. Their info will be in the description. Thank you, everyone, for listening. 
This has been Ross O'Terry, signing off. This has been Who Is with Ross O'Terry, brought to you by TVV, hosted by Jaden Coquette and Ross O'Terry, executively produced by Abdullah Tiff Abdullah and Ross O'Terry, co-produced by Bell Nguyen and Alex Scapin, engineering and intro music by Ethan Gorin, edited by Ross O'Terry. Please follow, rate, and review this show wherever you listen to fine podcasts.